You're listening to Atheistically Speaking. Hello and welcome to Atheistically Speaking. This is episode 201 and I'm your host, Thomas Smith. Well, yeah, I didn't make much of a big deal of it, but uh, yeah, this is two years now of the show. Uh, Almost two years, obviously. It's a little shy of two years, but I always remember because the first episodes we did, I think some of them involved atheism and the holidays and how, how to spend Christmas, you know, with family and how to deal with different holidays as atheists and stuff. And I always think about it around this time of year. And I can't believe it. It's gone by so quickly. Two years of this show, just about. All right. So today I've got some interesting stuff planned. It's been, this is the first time in a while that I've been able to do the commentary that I intended to do every week, which I mean, I'm, I'm roughly still staying to the same schedule. It's just a little different when things happen, but I'm still doing the same ratio of commentaries to interviews, which I like because I I really want to get the chance to comment on stuff. But this is the first one where there hasn't either been a huge show I'm trying to react to or a shooting. (laughs) So, And I laugh, but it's kind of true. I mean, it's been the first time that there hasn't been a big major news event that I had to talk about. And that's a good thing. So I've got a few things to say, a few and apologies. One is a pretty dated story, but I really wanted to talk about it and just never got a chance. Um, but I, th- it's something not everyone saw and it's not really time sensitive. So I, I think it'll be good. Uh, and so, some miscellaneous and sundry items, of course. So with that, I think I'll play my Tom and Terry music. So this is a story I saw a while ago. It looks like it was from the beginning of November. So yeah, it's been almost a couple months. Um, But it it really stuck with me. I wrote it down then immediately and thought I need to talk about this. And then I just never got the chance. Uh, But it's called Heaven Over Hospital. You may have seen this. Some parents, it says parents honor dying child's request. This is so, oh man, there is so much going on here. I, I mean, I... It so talk about the you know talk about the importance and the consequences of beliefs because that's something that I like to talk about. It's something related to the abortion debate that I just had. I really think that there are profound consequences of these beliefs. I don't. There are so many people in this day and age, uh, and I don't know if this is always a problem, but it seems like it it tends to be a more modern problem. Of yeah, you know, everyone has their opinion. It's whatever, no big deal. Um, and there's good aspects to it. It's always good to have an attitude that you don't know everything. You're not right about everything. I can appreciate that. I want to try to have that attitude. I'm sure that's a failing I have. I'm, you know, oftentimes I'm, I'm in my personal life when I'm interacting with people that I just don't think know what they're talking about. I probably reject their ideas pretty, pretty, uh, frequently, but I think that it would be a good thing to go about life thinking you don't have everything figured out. There are different ways. There's not one right answer to life. Now that's fine. However, people take this too far and I'm sure you've run into the same thing, but I feel like I run into this all the time 
And people have an attitude of, well, everyone, you know, it's, it's like Sam Harris's classic example with the moral relativist he was talking about. It's on my mind because he just mentioned it in one of his recent podcasts, but he mentioned it during his um, book tour on the moral landscape. There was a, an ethicist, a medical kind of ethicist who, who said there's no – you can't ever say people are doing something wrong if they're doing it in the name of religion essentially. I won't bore you with it because I'm sure you've heard it. That sort of thing. This is, this is where I really think we need to fight that uh, and I'll tell you why. So there's a girl – who uh, is apparently five years old, and she has some sort of illness called Charcot-Marie Tooth Disease. Kind of, it sounds made up, but uh, no, it sounds terrible. I guess her, it's a neurodegenerative disease where she, her coughing and breathing muscles are so weak that if she gets any sort of cold or infection, then it can basically be deadly. She can't, she just can't breathe well enough. She can't, you know, caught like those muscles are just so, uh, so stricken by this illness that she could die. And this is, I mean, this is profoundly sad, of course. I mean, this is a five-year-old girl. This is, I think she's had it for a while. So it could be since she was three or four. And of course, I don't want to minimize what these parents are going through. I mean, I, I could only imagine if, if my child had that, I would be devastated absolutely devastated. But the thing is, the thing that's so rough about this story is the entire the entire crux of it and the thing that caught the headlines. Because, I mean, this, is, this happens every day. Uh, we live in a world that's not governed by God and not governed by any di- divine, you know, intervention. It's governed by uh, physics and we are a bunch of, you know, flawed flesh bags, <laughs> wet robots, who succumb to illness and have not figured out how to cure every disease. And this sort of stuff happens every day. This is not abnormal. This happens every day. What makes this story interesting, and the reason why it was all over the news, and you may have seen it, is that the parents are going with, they're going with her decision. Her decision is, if I, actually, let me just read it. Let me read this little uh, tidbit. It's sort of a conversation in the article, I guess. So the girl's name is Juliana. The mother's name is Michelle. So the mother says, Juliana, if you get sick again, do you want to go to the hospital again or stay home? And Juliana says, not the hospital. Michelle says, even if that means you will go to heaven if you stay home? And the child says, yes, I hate uh, NT, which is the procedure she has to get done, nasotracheal suction where a tube is placed down her nose. I hate the hospital, she says. Michelle says, right, so if you get sick again, you want to stay home, but you know that probably means you will go to heaven, right? Juliana nods, and then the mom says, and it probably means that you will go to heaven by yourself, and mommy will join you later. But I won't be alone, she says. That's right, you will not be alone. Do some people go to heaven soon? Mother says, yes, we just don't know when we go to heaven. Sometimes babies go to heaven, sometimes really old people go to heaven. The child says, will Alex, her six-year-old brother, go to heaven with me? Probably not. Sometimes people go to heaven together at the same time, but most of the time they go alone. Does that scare you? And the child says, no, heaven is good, but I don't like dying. Mother says, I know, that's the hard part. We don't have to be afraid of dying because we believe we go to heaven. But it is sad because I will miss you so much. And the kid says, don't know, don't worry, I won't be alone. Mother says, I know I love you etc. And that's basically the end. So the entire point 
of this article is to say, is for the parents to say, we're letting our child, you know what, she, we could probably save her if she gets another infection. I think it's speculative. She doesn't have an infection currently, but they, basically the medical science says the next time she gets a cold or a a cough or some sort of anything, really, she's dead meat. I mean, she's just, unfortunately that she, they, they might be able to save her, but it's going to be very rough. They have to have her breathing tubes, et cetera. And the child dislikes this so much, uh, maybe the parents picked up on it, maybe it's hard to say, you know, how it started, but the, one way or the other, they started asking the child, you know, do you, what do you want to do? It's like, uh, you know, end of life kind of treatment. It's like you, we would have a do not resuscitate thing, except this is a five or four year old child. So already right there, it's an interesting debate. It, it's certainly up for debate. If the question is simply... Hey, should we get input of the four-year-old or the five-year-old? However, however wrong. I keep seeing both, but she is five. I think maybe she was four when it started. Sorry, I keep saying that. I see one part in the article that says four-year-old and the next it says five. Anyway, um, should we let a five-year-old, should we take input from a five-year-old on her care, on her end of life? I mean, should, should we factor that into the decision? Now, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I mean... On one hand, basically, you you can't really do that because if if that were the case, kids would never get shots. Kids would never get a ton of treatments that are incredibly necessary and they are short-term pain or short-term discomfort for long-term quality of life and health and all that. And it's those are the kind of decisions that obviously parents are better at making and kids shouldn't be trusted with. Kids can't decide what they eat every day. Otherwise, they'll be eating brownies for every meal. You know, it's just, it's simple. Very simple on one hand. However, it is, it is an interesting question. Should we take the input? I mean, if, if uh, let's say this, this repeats and she gets a number of more infections and she's just in agony and she hates it and she's saying, please, she's begging. This is hypothetical. She's begging, please, I don't want to go to the hospital anymore. I can't, I hate this. I can't do it. She's crying, whatever. And if you're in the kind of case, which she is, where it is pretty much inevitable anyway, like it's it's highly doubtful she's going to live very long, it's possible that you would want to take that into consideration. And it's certainly, I mean, it's, I don't think anyone should prevent you either way as a parent. I mean, that's that's kind of, it's a really personal thing. It's a really tough thing with a child that young. All this is to say... This is debatable, I think, slightly debatable. For the most part, I think the parents should decide, but debatable. Maybe you want to get the child's input. That's fine. Now, what isn't debatable to me is, do we want to tell our child a complete fable? Do we want to paint our child? Do we want to give our child a completely unsubstantiated fantasy version of what death is? And then ask her, hey, which would you rather have, this horrible throat tube or this uh, magical land that you're going to go to where everyone's going to be happy and then I'll meet you there? Hmm, I wonder which the child is going to pick. I really do. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it seems pretty obvious to me where that's going to go. So th- this is just, it's hard to even read this because on one hand, I, I mean, ultimately, it sounds like it's not the worst decision if she doesn't want to get the care anymore. It sounds like it's not as though if she got this care, she would be fine and she's going to live a long life. And if she doesn't, she's just going to die. I mean, she probably is going to die either way 
very very soon. Um, and that's unfortunate. It's really sad. And ultimately, so it, I don't, you know, it's not like it's that bad of a decision. However, does it, doesn't it pain you guys to, to sit and, and hear me read that exchange where we're asking a girl, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to the painful, bad, evil hospital thing? Or do you want to go to a magical land of, you know, of milk and honey where everything's great? We're all happy. And by the way, we go to heaven. We don't know. Your brother will be in heaven eventually. We don't know. We're not clear on those details, like when he's going to be in heaven, but he'll definitely be there. By the way, couldn't the brother be a sinner? Couldn't <laughs> couldn't anyone in this picture turn out to be a sinner? Like, well, we might see you there. We might not. I don't know. Maybe maybe we won't be good enough to get into heaven. I'm not sure. Maybe you won't. I don't know how good of a kid you've been. No, none of that enters in, obviously, because we're talking about fairy tales. We're People are in a really horrible situation, which is someone is dying or potentially dying, which is awful. And understandably, they're using fairy tales to cope with it. I I get it. I still think it's a horrible idea. Um, It's certainly something, never anything I would do. I mean, would you just make up a story? I I mean, I know the parents believe it. I I don't mean to say they don't believe it, but gosh, isn't it insane this is why I keep I started off in the beginning. This is why it's so important. These beliefs are so important. They have real effects on your life. I mean, they could have bigger effects than this. They they could be the difference if you're Jehovah's Witness, you could get a totally easy life-saving blood transfusion or you could die. You know, that's even worse than this because it, you could live a, a great healthy life if you get a blood transfusion in some cases. Uh, depending on what it is, or you could reject it because of an idiotic belief you have, uh, and then you're, you're dead, or your child is dead because you can reject it for your child. I, it is painful to read this, and I can't. It is it is unreal to me. And here's the thing: I don't think there's any solution to this. You know, I I really don't. I don't. It's can you blame anyone? I want to know if you're if you guys are interested in the story at all. If you if it's something, I mean, it really fascinates me. Um, it, if you're interested in commenting or emailing, I would like to know from you guys. Can you? Is there a clear bad guy? Because I don't think there's a clear bad guy. I, I'm not mad at these parents. I I think, you know, they they really believe it. And if if they were telling some story that wasn't so culturally ingrained, and I like how. She knows all the rules to heaven and there's a time involved. Like, is she still going to be a kid in heaven or is she going to be an adult? Is she, you know, is, uh, is the mom going to be younger or is she, how does that all work? I think, uh, I think James Lindsay might've pointed out, was that who it was? Somebody recently on the show pointed out a bunch of the absurdities of heaven and all that. I think it was James Lindsay and it's so true. I mean, stuff we've all thought of probably, but just like who, what age are we in heaven and who's married to whom and. You know, like, it's so absurd. It's just, it's absolutely absurd. And if you look at Jesus, he he doesn't say any of this. None of this, the heaven that that's really in the Bible is not this at all. I mean, it's it's nothing like this. But whatever, this is, I understand it's part of the culture. So to me, I'm not, I'm not really mad at the parents. See, it's a free country. We're, you know, we're allowed to believe in our weird versions of reality. Apparently, there's no, nobody. It would be very Orwellian to have the government tell you, "No, you have the bad. You have a bad philosophy here. We need to correct that." I don't believe in that, of course. And given that, you know, we're it's a free country, we can believe whatever weird things we can. 
of course we can teach our children whatever weird things we want to teach them and and it's there's not much you can do about it i so really to me there's no bad guy i don't think the parents are doing a bad thing i mean any more than if i tell my kid what i believe if i say are you do you want to go to the hospital or do you, are you going to i mean this is the only chance you get when you when you die you're done there's nothing so do you want to go back to the hospital or you want to be done? Like, let me know. Which, by the way, is what you should do because that's reality. <laughs> However, it's still reality as I see it. And I I mean, it's these people see it this way. And th- that's why. And honestly, same goes for some of this abortion stuff. And obviously, I don't want anyone to commit acts of violence. I really don't. But that's why I just think we need to debate this stuff as much as possible and, and do anything we can to change people's minds because people can be absolutely convinced of a total falsehood and it's it's sort of culturally acceptable. No, actually, it's the opposite of that. It's way more culturally acceptable to be convinced of this falsehood than it is to be like you and I, you know? And and how weird is that, that this is the decision where, that these parents are, you know, I, I can't blame them. Can you? But do you want to listen? Do you want to go to the hospital, the horrible hospital that's just nothing but pain, or do you want to go to a magical place? Well, yeah, of course, of course, she wants to go to the magical place. I mean, really, it, at the very least, if there's one thing you could say about these parents, maybe they should treat it with a little bit more of uncertainty. Maybe, maybe tell the child, well, we don't know. You could be gone forever or maybe you go to heaven but i mean kids just don't you know they can't understand any of this so it's it's hard there's no clear bad guy to me but it is just horrifying just horrifying to me to read this exchange and to really say okay we're we're leaving it to the daughter but we're she's in just a virtual reality machine i mean she is not we have not given her an adequate picture of reality to work with so how can she make a decision she she can't. I mean, she's going to make the obvious decision that I think I really think anyone would make if you gave them this set of choices. So this was something this was a story I again, I just found fascinating. And I that's what kills me about it. I don't know that I'm mad at anyone. I just think we need to have more discussions about this. And, and this is why atheism's somewhat important, or at least no, I, I think this is why atheism is important. This is a real life consequence to atheism. Because as I've always said, I mean, how different is your life philosophy if you think we're all going to a magical land at the end of life? I mean, it just, it makes things, it makes decisions you're going to make fundamentally different. They just are. And I, I really think this transcends any sort of, you know, oh, you know, to each his own, think whatever you want. I mean, it, it kind of transcends that because decisions could affect other people. Um, if you're in charge of the, you know, the nuclear codes, do you think we're, this is the only chance we get at life? Or do you think if, you know, if something goes wrong and we all get nuked that well, it's okay, we'll meet up, we'll meet up later. I mean, I, 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 people sometimes think I'm crazy for actually taking these beliefs seriously. And I know that not everyone does. And most, even most religious people, in fairness, I mean, even most of them act one way and then sort of their beliefs are a different thing. I mean, there's cognitive dissonance going on. There's Tom and Cecil going on with them. They got Tom on one shoulder. Yeah, that's a good metaphor, actually. So in the future in the show, I'm always going to talk about 
if someone has cognitive dissonance, it means they have a Tom and a Cecil on each shoulder, you know, one on each shoulder, and then they're trying to convince them to go either way. Heaven is real. Heaven is not real. Heaven. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it, it's this is important. I think atheism. This there are a lot of atheists. You probably know them. You might be one of them who think, well, they let people have religion for what? Yeah, they comforts them. And yeah, I mean, again, it's a free country. I don't believe in enforcing any beliefs on anyone. But I sure do think that culturally we ought to do our best to get everyone on the same page reality-wise. I don't think there should be some government-mandated you must recognize, you know, global warming or something because it gets Orwellian. I mean, it could get, it could go the other way because you never want, you know, the Republicans to get in control and then they're allowed to say, no, we must government mandates that you all deny climate change. I mean, th- that's what's important. What's important is the rule the rule is we I mean we can't enforce these things. However, culturally, I mean I think we need to fight for it. We need to fight for people to have an adequate understanding of reality. It's very important, I think. Now, I need to read a comment that I got. I I never have enough time to get into everybody's comments, but this one's very, very important, Um, crucially important. It's very hard to read because it's quite accusatory, and that hurts, but it's also very important, and I understand where this person's coming from. So someone commented on the last uh, abortion episodes. I'm going to read the full thing. I don't want to misrepresent anything here. Unfortunately, you accepted a premise within the first minute that was not warranted. The premise that you zeroed in on was, is the zygote a person? That is secondary. The primary question is, when is it okay, in caps, by the way, when is it okay for one person or the state to force another person to use their body against their will? This bit about allowing killing of one-day-old baby is moot because the baby is separate from the mother's body and can live without using her anymore. Uh, kind of, but... The abortion is not primarily about the fertilized egg, zygote, fetus, etc. It is about the pregnant person's right to control their own body. That's why it is rightly called pro-choice. It is the pro-pregnant person's choice, no one else's. By the way, I don't have to consider or give a fuck about the person that was using my body against my will. I should be able to just choose to walk away. If society wants to debate what happens next, that's a completely separate subject and has nothing to do with my right to my own body, to own my own body. I listened to all three of these podcasts, and I must say that despite your profession of being pro-choice, you and Tyler Vela both sound remarkably callous with the absolute life-shattering devastation that abortion denial has visited on huge numbers of women. Limited choices, limited futures, fear, shame, financial ruination because of mostly men limiting women's rights to control their own bodies. Today, in 2015, a woman is in jail for attempted murder for performing a coat hanger abortion on herself. This encroachment on bodily right is escalating at the same time that abortion access constricts. Doctors, patients, and clinic volunteers endure harassment and risk their lives to get or facilitate legal abortions. Tom, you speak as if this is just an interesting philosophical discussion for you, 
and proposed outlawing of abortion is mostly about the fetus. For me and every other woman, it is the threat of forced pregnancy, state prosecution, life ruination. This is serious shit, not a fucking word problem for you boys to play with. It's our fucking lives. Treat us with respect. Address women's bodily rights first and last in every conversation on the subject. Finally, yes, our rights can be taken from us every day. Oh, well, this is more in reaction to my question about human rights, kind of a separate thing, but <laughs> just a quick sentence. Finally, yes, our rights can be taken from us every day. In fact, rights are a concept like democracy or freedom. We have to fight for them. Please fight instead of allowing serious consideration that forced pregnancy is okay, that it is not equal to slavery. Yeah, so that's a pretty hard-hitting comment, and I, I really appreciate it. Um, I, I absolutely appreciate it. I, I'm glad for that comment. I, I have to say, I don't, I'm, I'm a little unsure how to proceed, but I just, I, first off, I might as well say I am 100% pro-choice. I, am, I think abortion should be available to it. anyone who wants it. Um, I'm totally in favor of that. I think it's a little scary that you're doing a little mind reading and saying that you don't, you're, you don't know for sure that I'm pro-choice because I'm not talking about it in the way you want me to. I'm sorry about that. Um, that's a, that's a little interesting. I, I tried to make this as clear as I could and maybe, maybe I'm wrong to do this. That's certainly an opinion that anyone is free to hold and you might be right. I, I could be wrong. But when I gave that that big uh, diatribe in the beginning, that's sort of a warning that I was going to approach this topic in this way, I apologize for the offense it causes. Um, because I honestly believe, uh, first off, like I said, I believe abortion should be allowed. I, I, but I honestly believe that the comment and the way you expressed it there, I just don't think that will get through to someone like Tyler. I really think that has zero chance of getting through to someone like Tyler. And I, I, I mean, this is a matter of opinion and, and you're, you're maybe I'm wrong on this. I hope I am. I, but I really think the only way, because I, because I agree with you. I, I, I don't know the person's name. It's S E Z I T on the website says it. I don't know. It's a handle, I guess. Um, I I agree with you. I agree with you that the effects of denying abortion are profound. They're horrible. Um, if anyone is in jail for attempted murder for performing a coat hanger abortion, that's obviously horrible. I, I, I am completely in opposition to that. That's just insane. I'm fully with you on this. I really am. I... I have a hard time saying obvious things. I apologize for that. That's, that is something that Maybe I need to do better um, in order to make sure people – like you very clearly have gotten the wrong impression that I don't fully share everything you're saying there because I, I do. And it's my, it's my fault if I've given you that impression. I don't mean to say it's your fault or anything. But I, I have a hard time stating things that I simply – that are easy and obvious. Like, yeah, obviously someone shouldn't be in jail for attempting an abortion. I mean, that's insane. That's obvious. That's totally, I, maybe I need to say those. Things. You might be right though. Like I'm, I'm, I'm being fully serious. Like maybe I do need to say the, I, I almost should do, should kind of preface episodes like this with, yeah, here's some obvious stuff that's totally wrong. Uh, and, and the, the consequences are horrible. However, 
I stand by the fact that I, I don't think your comment will convince Tyler of anything. I really think, and I'm sorry if this causes offense, I really think the only way to get through to people like Tyler, and, and ultimately this is what you're talking about, I think. I mean, you're talking about men restricting women's rights. You're talking about men restricting abortion. I'm talking about how to get through to those people. I really think the only way you're going to get through to them is to engage them on the beliefs that they hold. They hold a belief that if you have an abortion, you're killing someone. I can yell and scream about like, well, but you know, women's bodies and all that. And they will say, no, it's not the woman's body. It's a person and you can't kill people. I mean, that's, and I, I am on your side in that I agree we should be, women should be allowed to do that because I don't think it's a person uh, and 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 because you you can't be forced to you know give your body to the child. I do agree with that. However, I think that coming from that angle is not going to work on Tyler. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I apologize if I am. That's a, an assessment I have made. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. It is not an attack on you. I promise. This is not my assessment of what's going to convince somebody in a debate is not an attack on anyone. And I don't, I don't mean it that way. I hope it's not taken that way. And I'm, I'm really sorry to have caused offense to you in this way. There's some interesting stuff going on here, and 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 here I am going to go discuss it philosophically. Uh, <laughs> it just in just the way that says it. Uh, says I, I shouldn't do, but that's how I discuss everything. Everything I discuss, I discuss philosophically. That's this show. I'm sorry. I'm also a man. I'm never, I'm never a woman during the show, unfortunately, or anyone else or a person of color or a theist or anything. I'm me. I can only talk how I can talk. I, I'm, I would love to have guests on to talk, to give me different perspectives. I really would. And unfortunately, most pro-life guests are going to be like Tyler. They're going to be another white guy. So it does end up being two white guys talking about abortion. Apologies for that. I would actually, it would be nice to have the other side on. Again, I don't think it would get anywhere. And that's that's an assessment. I've already covered this though. I, that's an assessment I'm making. Sorry if that's wrong, but it's not It's not meant to be an attack on anybody. But anyway, um, it's more. it's almost an attack on Tyler, by the way. If, if, if it's an attack on anybody, it's an attack on the fact that I don't think that'll get through to Tyler. I think he is convinced of a falsehood and the results are very tragic for women in the world. I mean, people restricting abortion is, as you've said, absolutely tragic toward women. Um, I think getting back to what I started to say, there's some interesting stuff going on here because I don't know that I'm tossing this around because I'm worried that I'm wrong. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to cause offense. I don't want to hurt people in, in, in any way. But I don't know that I can do what you're asking, which is to always talk about something like this to meet your demands of how I'm going to talk about this. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm at a loss. I mean, am I, am I crazy? Am I wrong? I, I, I'm going to try to acknowledge what I can. I'm going to try to do what I can. I'm going to try to get the right guests that I can get. But I don't, I don't know that I'm required to talk about issues in that way. When I talk about anything, when I talk about atheists in Bangladesh getting murdered, I talk about it with this tone. I mean, I'm, I am biased. I'm a person who will definitely have bias towards certain issues. And being that I'm not a woman, uh, it, it, it's, it, I definitely will. I acknowledge it is a failing of mine 
um, and of every man likely that we don't, we can't get as heated up about some of these things. But I also don't get heated up about anything, really. I mean, the most heated I probably ever got, I don't even know. I mean, I, I, I get heated very occasionally, and people can remind me if I probably, I can't think of the last time, but I'm sure it's happened. And it was probably something that was more related to me. So I, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone getting heated about their issue. But I don't know that I'm going to be able to do that for everyone. I can't do that for everyone's issue. I don't know that I can be that or that I should be that. I mean, should I try? I mean, I, and I'm, this is genuine 100% question. I'm, I'm being fully, fully honest in asking this question. People feel free to let me know in comments or whatever. I mean, do I, do I need to try to get more heated about any issue that affects other people? Because this is not the only issue. I know this is probably very important to you. It, it definitely is. I don't... I, there's that is totally cool. I understand. There are a lot of other issues that are important to other people that are just as important to other people as this is to you. And I'm speaking again to the commenter. Do I need to get just as similarly heated and presuppose the solution, by the way? That involves presupposing the solution to the question. Not only do I need to get fired up, I need to get fired up because I have to exactly agree with what you're saying. I, I mean, I, I'm, I apologize. I don't see things that way. I approach problems from a different angle. I'm going to look at the arguments. I'm going to do what I can. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm really sorry about this, but I, I, and I'm, I'm gen, you are catching me listeners in a genuine moment of thinking this through and self-reflection. Like I don't, I'm not a hundred percent on the answer to this. I'm so worried that I'm, I might be hurting people by saying this. I hope I'm not. I really don't intend to hurt anyone's feelings. But I really don't know that that's what I can do. I mean, I don't know that I can just presuppose the answer to the question in front of Tyler and say, Tyler, I'm sorry, there's no debate to be had. You're already wrong. I'm just going to say, how dare you restrict women's rights over and over. I'm just going to say, how dare you control women? How do you know, is that going to, I don't, I just don't think that's going to do anything. I think that'll turn him off. He'll say, oh, this is just some guy who doesn't listen to anything I say. I'm just going to ignore him. You know, is that, do you think that's going to change someone's mind? I, I've, anyway, this is, this is a very challenging comment. I, uh, commenter, if you're listening, I, I really, I hope I haven't offended you too much. I mean, I, I hope, I hope you understand where I'm coming from and I'll reiterate again. I'm, I agree with you on virtually everything except our approach, I think. And the fact that I, I mean, I approach everything in this philosophical way. Um, I, so I, I, everything but that, I assure you, I am pro-choice. You know, I don't, I don't know if I need to I say that, but I, apparently I do. So sorry. Um, but I feel free to, to email me if you want, by the way, um, atheistically speaking at Gmail, if you want to talk about this, uh, or if you want to come on the show, I'll give you a chance to voice your opinion on the show if you want to. I would be happy to. I think that would be good for people to hear. I really do. Um, so if you want to actually, please, I'm asking you now, please, if you're listening, please come on the show um, because that would be interesting to hear. It would be good. You know, it would be good for people to get exposed to, especially I've exposed people to Tyler's beliefs. So it'd be, I'd be happy to expose people to uh, more sides to this, particularly your side. So, but at the same time, I don't know that I can accept There's a part of me that's a little frustrated by your ultimatum of, how I have to talk about this issue. I I don't, you can talk about the issue however you want. 
I'm not going to tell anyone how they ought to talk about it, how they have to. I'm not going to make a demand on someone that they must talk about this issue in this manner. And I'll appreciate it if you don't make any demands on me about that, about how I have to talk about an issue. I'm sorry if that offends you. I really am. But I, I mean, I'm not really going to I mean, people can make lots of demands about how I ought to talk to uh, Tyler or somebody who thinks that babies are being murdered and that fetuses are babies and all that. They could make just as an emotional appeal saying that you, you cannot even talk about this issue unless you talk about how murders are happening to fetuses everywhere. And I mean, really, you can make the same claim. You can make the same emotional appeal. And the only thing that I think filters through all of it is is logical arguments. And you may be right if you make an argument that, look, personhood does not even matter. You may be right. I might be wrong on that. I'm sorry if I am wrong on that. I think personhood is important because we would approach the problem totally differently if we thought the fetus was a person. We would we would do things very different. I, would, I think it would have profound consequences. So I think both personhood and the argument for bodily autonomy are ve- are both important. And I think but the only way we can arrive at that is by discussing it. And the only reason we can arrive at it or the only way we can arrive at it in a way where people are maybe going to be able to see each other's viewpoints is to do so logically and to try to make arguments about it. So I'm, I, I'm sorry. I mean, that's how I feel. Um, but I'd be happy to have you on the show. I really would. You can yell at me all you want on the show. I'll, I'll, I'll play it for people. <laughs> That'll help. I, I really, I'm, I'm joking a little bit, but not really. I mean, if, I, if you think I'm that wrong about it, I'm happy to hear someone who thinks I'm that wrong about anything, and and maybe maybe you're right. So, I'll leave us with that. I, I actually I'll let you guys know a little secret. I had recorded a whole second half of this episode, and was about to publish, and then saw this comment, and then realized I had to talk about this. So I actually deleted half an episode. Now it wasn't very good. <laughs> it, it wasn't very good. It was it was some random observations that I had that I thought were interesting, but. After I read this comment, I realized they were not interesting <laughs> in comparison to a genuine disagreement and uh, hurt, uh, you know, genuine hurt I may have caught, you know, that, that that's more important. <laughs> Dealing with this is more important. So I actually just trashed half an episode. So <laughs> just thought I'd tell you guys that it was, it was, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't in comparison now looking back, it was a good decision. So <laughs> thanks for listening. We got Richard Carrier on the show Thursday and probably Monday because it was a long one. It is an interesting interview. It is not about Jesus. So there you go. It's about, uh, I don't know if I should tease it. Well, I won't give it away. It's about a recent article he wrote that is very, 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 very long and involved. And I found it fascinating and I got him on the show. So I'm really excited to have him. That'll be Thursday. Thank you so much to all my patrons. And similarly, I'll probably do an early episode thing for you guys for part two of that. So that's been working pretty well. So thanks for listening. Um, feel free uh, to, you know, any feedback, atheistically speaking at Gmail, etc. cetera, um, feel free to, to leave it to me and I'll try to see it and uh, make comments on it and oftentimes delete a whole episode and redo it because I saw a good comment. (laughs) So to talk to you guys Thursday, thank you for listening.